Hello and welcome to Behind the Chair, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of relationship between hairdresser and client, long-form conversations about nothing. Every episode, you will meet a loyal client and listen to our private conversation. Everything from music, cars, technology, beauty, health, wellness, and relationships. So join us as we lift the lid and let you inside. Experience the magical bond as I stand behind the chair. Today's guest is a very important person in my life. It's my auntie and her name is Anne. Hello, how are you? (laughs) And today I thought we could talk to Anne a little bit about her experience in Africa. Right, well I will start from the beginning. (laughs) How about that? It was in 1992, my husband and I were um, missionaries and with our three children, Sarah at the age of 10, Rachel at the age of 7 and James at the age of 4, we left Perth, Western Australia and we went to Zambia in Central Africa. We went to a town called Endola in the Copper Belt. Hang on, so Zambia is a country or a town? Zambia is a country. No way. Yep, Zambia. It used to be um, northern Rhodesia, but it um, got independence in 1964 and it became Zambia. And um, it became Zambia. And we actually went to the province... Um, called the Copper Belt Province, and it's where the mines were, where they used to mine the copper. Well, they still do mine the copper there. And it was a town called Endola. And when I got there, there was no shops. Oh, my God. There was no... Yeah, three kids and there's no shops. There's no shops. There's no shops. Um, we had to find a place to live. Was there internet? No, there was no internet. Oh my god, I was uh, there. We it took us ages to get a telephone connection. How would you buy milk if there's no shop? From um, the farmer used to bring it into a <laughs> place downstairs, and everyone would go down with your container, and it wasn't pasteurized or anything. It was straight from the cow. <laughs> So, I can't imagine you doing that. Yeah, so you'd have to go down there with your container oh and God. you'd get it up straight from the from the urn. Oh yeah, yeah. And the eggs, you used to get eggs from the egg truck, used to come along um, a couple of times a week and there were great big trays of eggs and you'd buy a tray of eggs. See, that's cool. That's like real like old school. Everything's like straight out of the Yeah, farm. oh, and, and the meat would come on the back of a ute. So the kids would go out in the balcony and they would tell me, Mum, 
the meat the meat's at the butchers and so I'd wait and um, it was good because um, the African people, the Zambians, used to like the tough meat yeah. with bones and, and all that. But I would like the fillet and the soft meat and the rump steak and the fillet steak and And they and don't that. like that. The Zambians no, didn't no, like the eye no, fillet. That's no. the best part. Yeah, so I would buy the fillet really cheap. No and way! The rump, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and they would buy mixed cut with like bones and mixed like, you know, cuts and all that. That's because our teeth are so soft. I can't eat tough meat because I literally can't eat it unless I swallowed it without chewing it. My teeth are like old lady teeth. No, this this was like, so yeah. You've been ha having like the buttery nice meat for like the cheaper price. Yeah, yeah, it was cheap as anything. And chickens... You could go to the farm. Oh, that you used to get the best chickens to get were the black ones, black chickens from Mong, a place called Mongu, and you used to go to the markets to get them. And they had feathers, but I couldn't kill them. I used to get one of the. Um, no, hang on. So you buy the chicken like a real chicken yeah, that yeah. goes back, yep. and then you had to hook yeah, up. yeah. You had to kill the chicken. I would. I couldn't do it. Oh though. my god. So I would get one of the <laughs> one of the houseboys to um, kill the chicken. And... What's the houseboy like, Alan? No, 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 no. Oh. One of the boys would be at the church. Like, oh, so you, you know. had people. So you, oh, that's right. So you went over to do your church. Yeah, yeah. So we left in ninety two, and we ended up um, putting the church in a compound, which is. Um, a area which is dense housing. Um, were the houses like here out in Alcamos or were they like different? Oh, no, just tiny two-bedroom, two-room, two two-room houses. But with bricks, do you think? Um, some were bricks, some were just mud. Some people lived, you had um, the, the shanty compounds where they lived in cardboard boxes. Um... Yeah, there was so all, all types. No way, so there's whole towns of people in cardboard boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens if it rains if your house is a cardboard box? Well, you just have to go and try and get some plastic from somewhere put oh over God. it. Yeah. Like a tarp. Yeah. So then you build your church. You had to build a church or it was already there? No, no. We actually got, we wanted some land and we had trouble getting the land. And this is a miracle from God because what happened, um, someone found out, the lady up, who lived above us, she found out we were having problems and she knew the president of Zambia. <laughs> so the next time he came to town, we had an audience with the president. Who was the president? Um, Frederick Chaluba was the president. He came the to time. your church? No, no. We went to his state house in Endola, the whole family. What was the house like? Oh, it was just a nice, very nice house, like where the, it was the president's place where he would Was stay. it like Buckingham Palace or was no, it more like no. your house here? No, probably, probably um, was, would have been built in the 60s, I'd say. Um, or even, yeah, would have been built by colonials. So he that invited was... you to go to his fancy president house? Yep, yep, the whole family. We went there. James sat on his knee. And no ate, way! And James would have been, what, like four years old? He like was five, five at this time, five or six, I think, at this time. And um, 
he sat on the president's knee and ate, we had biscuits and tea and everything. And the president said to us, we, I heard that you're having trouble getting land. And he says, don't worry, he says, um, the situation will be rectified straight away. You'll be hearing from the council very, very soon. Oh my God. The next day we had someone come around and deliver us a letter saying that the council wants to meet with Alan. He went down there and we got a 99-year lease <laughs> for all this land. Really? Yep. Oh, my God. Just, just given to us, 99 years. Were you surprised? Lease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we How long were you in Africa when that happened? Um, this was about probably about two, I'd say about, oh, we think because we were meeting in a school and in a house and that. So probably about, I'd say about 18 months. So for 18 months you were in Africa with no shop and no milk. You had to get milk out of a cow. And yeah. then... After 18 months, the president gets word and then you go to his house and he just gives you a 100-year lease. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So then we built a um, wooden fence around the property. How did you get the wood? Oh, just from the bush, from the trees. I feel, I thought it'd be more like casually where it's just like red earth and... No and well, trees. then afterwards... The white ants started to the termites start to eat the the um, the um, wooden fence. So then we had termite hills on our church plot, and it's pure clay. So then we start to make our own clay bricks. No way! So you took the termite clay and made bricks. Yeah, yeah, and made a brick actual brick clay brick fence around the property. And it was a That's huge cool. property. We grew vegetables there. We actually built a little school room there. No way. As well, so they could do, um, like, a school there. How many people was coming along to your church, like your bootleg sort of church, you know, in the schools and wherever you could make Well, we started off, like, um, started off building and building and building, like, with... Start off with like 10 people in a house and then we'd have to move to a classroom and then we'd have to move somewhere bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, when we left, the church was over a 1,000 people. Are you serious? In Zambia? Yep, yep. And so what was the actual building of the church like? The, um, we actually got a tent from Zimbabwe at the time, but that blew down, that kind of like exploded. So then we got another tent sent over to us and we put that up and that was a good, that was a good tent. Who sent you over that tent? Um, some people from America. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so we put that up and that was tent, but it used to get really hot and then we just used to sit on benches in there. Oh, my God. I can't believe. So you're in Africa in your president-given land in a tent yep. with a 1,000 people in a yeah. tent. Yeah. That's like proper... Billy Graham kind of scene. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. We had um, crusades where we had, um, um, what's his, Billy Graham's son-in-law would come and do crusades for us. What Our church, um, do you know what? I can't remember his name. Was uh, it, it, was it wasn't his, his son. It, it was, was his, his son-in-law. Son so his yeah, daughter's husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, who else came through to preach there? Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, um... 
that guy who was on TV, um, where you'd send him money to get prayed for. I didn't really like him. Who, the televangelist? Yeah, yeah. Um, what was his name? I can't remember. And you didn't get a good feeling? No, no. Yeah. I feel he was there just to... All he did was preach and they showed a bit of pictures of the crowd and, and that and he didn't really connect with the people or anything like that. Some people maybe did you feel like they had like not the correct intention? When yeah, they yeah. They it was, just it was more of... like um, exploiting the people to take home Photos from America to show... To show that he, you know, went to Africa and give money. That would be a really bad feeling for you when you are there, boots on the ground, like living there. Oh, yeah. And you, I know that, like, especially your kids loved their friends, like, their friends were like their family. So yeah, to have yeah. people rolling up and doing that would make you feel sick. Yeah, yeah. And we had, um, yeah, so the church grew. And we had lots of weddings. We really? did, yep, yep. How many do you think? Oh, one time we married about 20 at one time. No! <laughs> because they, no were, way. they were all traditionally married, but not really registered marriage. Where Traditionally where you pay the family some money or give them a cow or or swap something and then you take the the woman and she becomes your wife but some of them had two wives is that hang on is that like arranged or is that like you meet a hot guy that you like and then you marry oh them? sometimes it's it's arranged or sometimes no the guy goes and approaches the family and the family have to um the families get together and then they have to um kind of like communicate how much the dowry is worth, how much the daughter is worth. What's the dowry? The dowry is the cost of the of the um, daughter. So did you charge um, your daughter's, like, husbands to marry? No. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so were these people in the church would do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so, so then, but then they want it to get married properly. They want it to be in the eyes of God. Yeah, they want it to be registered with the council and and all that. So, if you have the dowry and you ask the the lady's dad, and then they say yes, and you get married, that's not a legal binding marriage. That's just like a like um, exchange between yeah, two yeah. families. But then if the husband, right, if she got married and the husband passed away, the husband's family would come around and take everything from the wife, from no. the woman. Yeah, yeah. And what was the and government leave... like to enforce different things? That was their culture. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God, so what would the lady do if she had kids? Nothing. She'd be left homeless. With the kids? Yeah. But why would the grandparents take that off the kids? It was just a, it's a cultural thing. It's normally the fam- oh family. Right. They'd come around and they'd take everything from pots and Because if your and husband bands. died and then you also had the in-laws come around and take all your stuff, yeah, that yeah. would actually be the worst thing yeah, in the whole yeah, world. Yeah, it would. Yeah. So that's why it's good if you're doing 20 weddings and you're just pumping them out. So God forbid if something happens, then the ladies and the children... Oh, we, if, if we found someone's... Um, uh, we were trying to stop it happening. So if someone's um, husband died, we'd send guys from the church to go and guard the house. 
Wow, so that's they could, incredible. They'll take the beds, the furniture, everything. Did you feel safe while you were in Zambia? Um, sometimes no. When we first got there, they, we'd drive through town, there'd be dead bodies in the, in the park kind of thing. And are you serious? Yeah. In the park? Yeah, yeah, they'd be murdered. You couldn't, we didn't go out at night. You oh don't. You don't go out at night because. Um, Did your kids see the dead bodies in the park? Uh, I don't know. Because James, when you no, guys I left, I he, was only five. I think he thought that they. They just thought that they were sleeping. I didn't know they were dead. How do you know if they're dead? Then I wonder. Because that's what they used to oh. be. Oh. no! Because like sometimes I see people in the city and I I don't know. No, you know that they were dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Ed. So then at church, you're group your church to like a thousand people. You're doing weddings on Sundays. And like, oh, what type we of. We married heaps of people. What type of music um, would they play at the church? Was it the same music you we had at the used church to? Here? No, no. We used to sing a mixture of songs. Um, we used to sing the vernacular songs, which is songs in their language. Can you sing any now? Oh. Do you, did you talk their language? I could speak a few words, but then when I spoke a few few words, they would think that I could speak the language and they would start going really fast. And you didn't know. And but I, did they talk English? Uh, the educated ones did, yes, but the uneducated ones didn't. But I could understand more than I could speak. So I could understand what they were saying. So if Alan's preaching, how's he preaching in another language? He would have an interpreter. No. Yes. Oh, yes. my God, I didn't so know that. So he would preach. He would say, like, Jesus loved you. And then that would be um, done. Luke, Luke, um, I'm trying to think how to say it in Jesus loved you. I think it is, something like that. Say it again. Luki Netemwa. Say it again. Luki Netemwa. That's what I'll call the show. That's what I'll call the episode. No, Yesu. Yesu Latemwa. Yesu, Jesus. Jesus is Yesu. Yesu Latemwa. Jesus loves you. So, Yesu Lutenwa? Yeah. Wow, so that's how you say Jesus loves you in Zambia. Well, well that's that in, in Zambia, though, you've got to be careful. That's, that's in Bemba. There's 72 different tribes in Zambia. How big is Zambia compared to Australia? Uh, it's pretty big. I don't know, actually. Australia's big. Would it be like the size It's surrounded, of- though, by eight, eight. It's got eight borders. Yeah, it's like right in the middle of Africa. Hey? Yeah, yeah, it's got eight borders. Of everywhere in the world, how did they say, oh, you're going to go there? Uh, well, what happened when we were in Perth, we actually had a church in Perth and we had quite a few Africans from Kenya and that coming to um, our church in Perth. And At then Farah Potter's house? No, no, in Victoria Park, Potter's house. And when then were you going to that church? We pioneered that church in Vic Park. I never knew that, Anne. Yeah, yeah. So you, Alan was the pastor of the Vic Park Potter's house? Yeah, yeah. When was that? Oh, 1989. 
Wow, so I was two years old. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't remember yeah, it. Yeah. So where would my dad have been? In Rockingham. So it was dad the pastor of Rockingham and yep. you were the pastor of where, Vic, Vic Park? Park. Yeah. And then you had I heaps of Africans. Turn my potatoes off. Tell them what you're cooking. I'm making... Uh, Did you say up or off? off? Yeah, just turn it off. Just turn it right round. Yep. Thanks. Okay. Yes, I'll... Oh, and we loved the, um, Af- my children loved eating what we used to call the mealy meal, it is. You can buy it here. Um, we used to call it in Shima, um, in South Africa. They call it, call it pup. And is it like little dessert balls? No, no, no. It's like white, white. It's, ma- it's actually maize. It's like, like you I know. I know what maize is there. A sweet corn. Oh, okay. Corn on the cob. It's like corn on the cob, yeah. but it's white. Really? Yeah, it's not yellow. You know how we have it sweet, like yellow? Yeah. They have um, white corn. And what they do, they grind it to a fine powder. Yeah. And then they cook it with water. Yeah. And it becomes, looks like mashed potato. It looks like baby food. I feel like, where have I seen that? Maybe one of your kids showed that to me before. Yeah, yeah. And, it's like and baby food. you eat it with your, it's, it's thick, it, thick, and you eat it with your hands. You roll it up and then you dip it in with your meat and tomatoes. So and is onions. it like a Yorkshire pudding kind of thing? No, it's more like a really thick mashed potato. Like a mashed potato, you just grab it with your friggin' hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it go under your nails? No, not really. Because you can't like, you just, oh, sorry. You just use the tip of your fingers. You just, you don't You roll use. it up in your fingers and then yeah. you dip it in the meat. Yeah. I just can't believe you guys went over there. Like, I have three kids. And Bobby is probably the age of James when you guys left. And, like, I really like to go to Africa, but I just, I don't think I had the courage to go there and I not have any shop for me. Now, now looking back on it, I think... But that's what I mean. Like, I, look at Rachel. Can you imagine Rachel going there with her three kids? No, no. Now, I, now we think back so, of it, we think... So gosh, where did the courage we, come we must, from? We must life? have been crazy. <laughs> That's what was going to happen, and then you just went. Like, yeah. I, but what I can't figure out is like, where did it's so random that that's what you did. I don't know. I don't know. So you're at Big Park Church. You had heaps of Africans at that. Yeah, church. and we had two Zambian ladies come and live with us. Wow. They were studying at Curtin University. Who were they? Um, they were called Kawabo and Esther. So they're your buddies from church, came and lived at your house? Yeah, they come and lived with us and they told us all about Zambia and how it had a Christian president and their family would send them over the um, Zambian Post newspaper so we would read it and read how um, the whole soccer team in Zambia got killed on an aeroplane. <gasps> all except for one player who missed the flight. And they had a big funeral at a um, big stadium in Lusaka, the capital city of Zambia. And so President, Lusaka is in Zambia. That's the capital city of Zambia. Yeah. And President Chaluba got up there. The whole city, the whole of Zambia was mourning. And he got up there and he declared the nation... A Christian nation. Oh my God, I have goosebumps when just, you say that. And he oh just, my God. He prayed 
and he prayed over all the people and he says, I give this country into the hands of God. Look at my arm. I have like goosebumps when you say that. He says, I give this country into the hands of God and he says, I declare this country a Christian nation. So that was the reason we went there because we thought, well, look, you know, it's a Christian nation the people need to hear the gospel then. We can go there and we can help people. And How many Christian churches were in Africa, do you think? Oh, there was... Oh, heaps. There was Catholic churches. No, like Christian, like, sort of our type of upbringing churches, um, like what you guys took over there. There was um, Assemblies of God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple of them. Um... Not, so there, that there makes was a sense. few. There like was... Africa isn't so random. It's not like someone got up in church one day and said, oh, yeah, I'll choose these two random couple with their no, three little no. kids to go to Africa. No. It's more like you took in these African ladies to live at your house and then they basically introduced you to the culture of Zambia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you started to probably romanticise about, like, how nice it would be to go over there. Yeah, yeah. We just thought it would be a good opportunity to go over there. And so then did you tell that to, like, Wayman Mitchell or somebody? Um, I told it to um, Mike Maston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was the pastor at the time. Yeah. And so then... And what did he say? And he says, yeah, and it just so happened there was a couple, Vic and Wilma Eason, from the Prescott Church in America. Um, They had just gone to Lusaka, so um, he organised, like, visas for us and and all that, so it was like... Really? So just lined up? So Everything lined up. Who are the people from Preston Church, did you say? Prescott. Prescott? Vic and Wilma Eason, but Vic's no longer with us. I've I remember when that Vic died, that yeah, was the story away. you told yeah. me that like really changed my life. How when you because you were really sad, yeah, and you're yeah. like, How could because they happen? were like grandparents to our to our children, yeah, yeah. So she's still alive? I don't know. It's funny when I was going through the photos the other night, I said because I was looking through the African, you know, when you, you said about nice photos and I says I'm looking at photos right now well I was looking at the photos right then wow that's amazing because I do that too I love going through old pictures because we're looking at um selling I thought I'll sort some stuff out like you know wow and I never got Alan goes you won't sort anything out and he was right I read through my school reports and do you know what (laughs) I could do for you Anne if if you want me to if you gave me, say, like, you know, thousands of photos, I could digitise it for you and upload it, you know, just so your kids and your grandkids always have. Because, like, you know, these stories are so nice. It would be so nice when your kids and gra- have great-great-grandkids for them to be able to see those so, pictures. Yeah, yeah, no, it would be. It would be nice. Be. So, basically, those Prescott people, like, they were already there, so they hooked you up with the visa. Yeah. So yeah. then you could just go there for unlimited amount of time, basically. Uh, yeah, we had to renew it every um, so many years. We had to. So how long were you in, in Dola? Uh, we were there for nearly eight years. Oh, my God, that's such a long time. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? But now I just, I spoke to um, a girl last week who 
used to live upstairs from us. She, she actually, her and Sarah became very good friends. We lived in the same block of flats. Yeah. And so she came, when we came back, Alan went back to Zambia and then he brought her back to study. She studied and she lived with us for a while. She came to Perth? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. So her yeah. and Sarah met up last weekend. I love to chat to her. She's married. She's married to a guy, a white uh, Australian guy called Tim Judge, and they've got three kids. And Sarah and her are still best friends. Wow, I love to chat to her. And um, does she have kids in Australia? Yeah, yeah. She's got three. I feel like she would probably miss Africa though. That she's just come back from there. Yeah. Because she says her mum's getting a bit old and and that, so she's just come back there. So when did you last go to Zambia? Oh, I can't remember now. Two thousand and maybe three or four, maybe. Something like that. I can't remember, you know. Wow. I'd have to look at my passport. So how long were you there total in Africa, like living? Eight years. Oh, so the whole time you were there was you just at one place? Yep. Yep. Do you know, I'm glad we had this chat because I've always, I tell everyone your story. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because always when I meet African people, I'm like, I'm basically African. My family lived there for like a decade. (laughs) But in my head, I thought you moved around. No, no, we were in the same town for nearly eight years. And then where did your kids go to school? Um, First of all, I homeschooled them through distance education here in Nederville. But it was really, really hard because we had no internet or anything. How do you homeschool if you don't have internet, though? Well, I would bring the bo- get the boxes sent over. Oh send the boxes this over. is so old-fashioned. And Literally, there's no internet, so you have, like, actual pieces We tried of to put them into the local school, but it just didn't. There was, like, three or four people to one desk and, like, it just didn't work. So, so, well, then, so at the schools, how many kids do you think were at those primary schools in Africa, in Zambia? Oh, how many could afford to go? Did you have to pay to go to school? Yeah, they have to pay to go to school. They had to have a uniform, they had to have um, shoes. It's, that's why it's very, um, like... Kids here take for granted oh going God, to school. Oh, God, I know I did. But, Anne, if someone's listening to this, they might feel like, oh, I would love to help those kids. Over, How over there. money or something? Well, there would be different ways. You can give it through. Um, but that particular school, for example, because I feel like connected to that school. Well, there's, there's lots of government schools over there. We actually had some teachers in our church who actually taught at the school, but the, they had to pay a fee, which is very hard, especially if you're a widow or, you know, the, the, the like husband's not working. Widows. Yeah, Why yeah, are there so many widows? Um, AIDS is a very, was HIV is a very, um, it was a plague there. So would they die from AIDS? Yes, yes. But why would only the man die from AIDS and not the lady? Well, they both did in the end. They both would die. 
And I didn't know that that's still around. I thought there's like no, a cure. No, well now there is. Now there's developed a tablet, but that was back in those days. So um, when did the tablet become available? Um, probably when we were leaving, actually. So that was 2001, I think it was. Or two, 2002. It was just after the Olympic Games in Sydney. Because I can remember listening to the Olympic Games on a radio in, in Africa. Did they have TV in Zambia? Uh, yes, they did, but only, like, not during the day. Only at like <laughs> five o'clock at night or something, there would be TV. Yeah. Why not during? Oh, because there's nothing on. There's nothing oh on. Oh my god! <laughs> they had a radio though. They had radio. And wow. and the newspapers were like huge, huge, like not like our West Australian. They were huge, like 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 that big. It's like a scroll. That, that big. And like you'd fold it over, but but there were only like three pages. <laughs> There's a giant scroll of like three pages. Yeah, yeah, and they were giant with pictures, like you know. I remember when you guys would call home; it was such a spectacle. So everyone would gather in the games room, and everyone would have to be really quiet to listen to Alan. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, it was just I remember stuff like that, and then writing letters. But I don't think my parents ever sent them; they just pretend to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wouldn't you just like feel a little bit sad and miss your mum and stuff like that? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Did you ever just sit on the floor and cry? Um, yeah, one time me and Sarah did. Oh my god. We got malaria. Malaria's a very high has has got a very high death rate there as well. Oh my god. There's a um big lake, big river that runs through the Cafu Way River. What's malaria? Malaria is, it's a um, mosquito passed on by the female mosquito. So it's like it's a the parasite. Lyme disease or rosterbillary. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a parasite. But has that had long-term effect on you? Did you get bitten by one? Yeah, I had malaria quite a few times. I don't know if that would give you like long-term health complications that you... No, not unless you got cerebral malaria, then you would die. Really? Yeah. Is that why you sat on the floor and cried because you got malaria? Um, no, just missing, me and Sarah were missing home and couldn't wait to go back and sometimes I thought if there was a flight directly from Zambia to Perth, I would have jumped on a plane. I don't blame <laughs> you. I wouldn't survive without my phone. Like, I suppose you didn't have, did you no. have a mobile phone? Um, uh, just... Probably the last six months, you could get a mobile phone. I don't know. Just I can't imagine. I don't think I will survive, but I don't think I would be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would hope that I could do something like that, but I don't think I'm that kind of girl. It's all changed now. Um, like my friend Chongo or Helen. Chongo. See, I've met Chongo. Chongo. I've met Chongo. Yeah, yeah. She's... She's come back and she says that in Endola now there's shopping malls like the Galleria. No way! Yeah. So do people have money, do you think? 
would they must do to have shopping malls like yeah i wonder what industry over there is making money in zambia well i know there used to be the mines so i don't know whether they're mining something else lithium might be happening over there so when did chongo just go there recently yeah she just came back probably about three weeks ago how long did she go for uh i think she went for about it was during school holiday so it was two i think she went for about three weeks wow maybe four weeks because the kids were like that she put in school holidays and then the kids i think they couldn't miss too much of school oh so she's got kids and everything yeah she's they've got three kids chunga wow yeah yeah so she said now there's more industry there and there's yeah, shopping centers. Yeah, yeah. She said you wouldn't, she goes, and she goes, you wouldn't believe it. Do you think a lot of African people stay in Africa or do they sort of go somewhere and live in Australia or England? Oh, they go everywhere, wherever they can. Why? Um, probably because there's more opportunity to get work and um, study and stuff like that and better conditions of living than what there is in in Africa. So just say if you have like, you know, people from your church that lived in the shanty town with cardboard houses. Yeah. If their children can't afford to go to the state school, well, what school would they go to? None. They just don't go to, that's so what would they do though? Nothing. So they wake up in just the morning play. and they... Would it... Just play. But if it's a state school as well, why do they charge them like to go to the school? Because they just do. But it's not just that that they charge them, but then they've got to have shoes, and the uniform, and books and pencil, just just writing books and pencil, and it's just they just can't. When you've got to feed the choice between feeding. A family or putting them in school and starving what are you going to choose oh my god and so at the church did you have a classroom for those kids we had a um like a kindergarten oh, at, at the church that's nice. yeah 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 so at the kindy did you what teachers were there we had some girls that we employed through the church so people are paying tithes and offerings and you're basically using that to build a kindy and then pay teachers to... Well, a lot, a lot of money was donated from outside um, of the... And we used a lot of our own money. <laughs> yes, not, so not, nice. that we, not that we got much. I remember you came back and basically with nothing. You had to start, like, in your 40s. You had to start we from scratch with, and I was just like, we oh came my back. God. With nothing, and all, oh, all we had, all we came back, we had enough to get a deposit for that house in Balladura. But then you had to work as well. Like I just thought, wow, imagine coming back after ten years of service in Africa and then having to like start from scratch. I basically. remember you come and stayed with us. I remember? loved staying at your house and you stealing and, um, all of Rachel's clothes. You and um, Emma come and stayed because we I'll, were in Balladura as well yeah because um your mum and dad went away somewhere to Bali I think yeah and and you guys I looked after you and Emma I don't know where Angie and Lisa were 
Well, I, they can stay home by themselves. I by think, the time yeah. you guys get back you to You guys, Australia, I think, were yeah. still going to school. We're still little. Yeah. And so when you came back... Oh, did you, and tell me about the boarding school that the girls ended up Oh, so, so they went to a boarding school. It's called Chingolo Boarding School. So basically, they're being homeschooled, but it's too hard because there's no yeah, well, internet. Yeah, yeah, so... But it was very expensive to go there, right? So yes. this is another miracle. Yeah. Like the president's son would go there, the minister's, you know, sons would go there. So the equivalent the... is like Scotch college. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So we, me and Alan, we didn't have money to send them there, so they wanted to go there. How did they, they know about it? They met other people who went, other people who went there. Yeah. So they says that we want to go there. And I says, well, we haven't got money. And so um, one of my friends, she says, well, just go there and have an interview and just see what happens. Like, you know. So we went there. We had to drive there. It's like a two and a half, three hour drive there. What car did you have? Oh, I think we had a Toyota Hilux. Wow, yeah, so you guys actually had a car. Yeah. Oh, one time it broke down. We didn't get another car for about six months. Anyway, that's another story, but I'll keep on Yeah, this. so you drove to the... Yeah, so with them, we had a meeting yeah. with the um, board and we just said, look, we're missionaries, we're in, in Dola. Our daughters need to do high school, and um, but we cannot afford the, um, the fees. And so they says okay they so they went out and they we hung around we they says go and have lunch so we went and had lunch and that there and then they called us back in and then they says we've decided that um you don't have to pay any fees what oh no they says you can pay the same as what you were paying homeschooling and i says well that wasn't very much <laughs> that's just for and, a cardboard box of paper and they said um then and then then they said to alan how about some um, weekends, occasionally, like maybe once a term or whatever. You only do three terms over there. Yeah. Um, you can come and minister at the at the Are school and show a movie and do what? it. What? Like yeah, yeah. I literally have goosebumps when you say that. Yeah, so... So they said basically you can be at this Scotch College type place with food. Yeah, yeah. As long as... It, Pastor Allen comes down once every however yeah, often yeah. and preaches. Yeah. But were they a religious school? Yeah, it was a Christian school. Wow. Yeah. That's and so now, cool. and so when we came back, you know Swan Christian College. Yeah. When we went there, we told them, oh, we actually, when we went back to Africa one time, we took one of the teachers from Swan Christian College. With Which us. teacher? Um, Graham Allen. Oh, I love Graham Allen because yeah. I think he's had like really good looking kids. Yeah, yeah. What was his so, son's name? Oh, he had four sons. Yeah, they lived in Balladura. Yeah, One of yeah. them I used to have the hots for, but I can't remember his Ryan? name. Ryan? Like the good looking one that had like... Yeah, that would have been Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what? So or you took James. <laughs> no, no. Um, we took Graham. But which one is, is like Rachel's age, do you think? 
Well, one was James's friend. Yeah, that's too young for me though, Anne. I'm like Rachel. Probably age. Ryan. Oh, it would have been Ryan. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. So anyway, so you took Graham Allen to Africa. Yeah, and so he went back and told the headmaster. So the headmaster had us come in and talk to us. And so um, they had a, a, they set up a system. Well, they become sister schools. No way. And what, so, was Chong Christian in Midland? In yeah, Perth. yeah. And then Chongo arrived and she got a job working in the office there. At Swan Christian? Yeah, yeah. I went to so that she, school and I didn't know that. Yeah, so she actually, they would take, a t- I don't know if they still do, but they would take a team of students there every year. Are you serious? Isn't the, that incredible? To the Chingalo I didn't school. even know that that Graham Allen was a teacher. Yeah, yeah. I thought, because he played the guitar, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did play the guitar. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's so remarkable. Yeah. So basically he went over and met the school. Why yeah. did he go he, to Africa though? He went there to, they, the school sent him there to check out the school, like, because wow. we told him about the kids. Yeah. Oh, so this was after you moved back to Australia? Yeah. Yeah. This is when we moved back and the kids were going to Swan Christian because we told them. Even Swan Christian helped us out with fees. They said we didn't, like, you know, they would help us. It's yeah. really nice to hear you say that because I had a bad impression of that school, but I think it's because no. I had a hard time there. Yeah, so yeah. it's nice to know that they yeah. actually did no, the right no, they they um really helped us out, and they wanted to know all about the the school, and they actually talked to the principal at Chingai, and they became sister sisters. That's how they become like sister schools. Wow. They sent Graham over there. Um, Sarah and Graham went to the school. Wow. And that'd be cool for Sarah to yeah, go back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think the girls liked it at that school? Yeah, yeah. It was very, very hard. Like, um, they would do, um, like, marathons through the bush and there would be leopards. <laughs> yeah, you are Sarah. <laughs> One time Sarah came back and all her toenails were off it off. Sarah's just so not made to run though, and I that's no offense to Sarah. Like Sarah's like me. We were made to lay on the beach and look good. Oh to, no, not, no, not, not, not the back beach. then. Not back then. Like croc- oh there was crocodiles, they had to be careful of crocodiles. Oh so how far do you think she had to run like a leopard? She, no, she they had a track to do. On it was like it was called the Prince Charles something or rather you could look at it. Why up. would it be called that? Because he they used to do it and you used to get an award for doing it. But it was like a what from it Prince was like Charles? A, yeah, it was like a hike and it went on for about three or four days. But you had to learn to your own directions. And <laughs> one time oh they ran out. I would die. Imagine if you said like Rachel Sarah. So um, imagine if you send Grace on a three-day hike. <laughs> they wouldn't come back. They'd be eaten by tigers. So big, they'd cry the first day. They ran out of water and they found a farm <laughs> and the farm let them fill up their water bottles again. Like, you had to, so that- <laughs> you had to survive on your own food that you carried. You need to your tell own this water. to Matthew. Matthew, I said to him, I used to be able to walk from his school back to Scarborough. He doesn't believe me. Your friggin' kids 
walked cross country across Africa. They did. It was a fat. Remember, our Sarah did that three day. Was it three or four day journey through from Tungalo? And Rachel, and, they, and Rachel did it, yeah. So their toenails fall off, were they crying? Yeah. They had rivers. Rivers. <laughs> With crocodiles in it. I'm just imagining your kids, Hippos. these two little white girls, <laughs> just in Africa. Oh, there was some other white kids <laughs> there imagine too. imagine they're like knocking on the door of the farms, like these two white kids. <laughs> I should see if I can show you Chingalos. School. Oh my god! I would it so. I would really love. Now you've told me all this. I would really love to go over there and Ching- like see it. I'd love to take my kids there. Chingalo School. Do you know who's going to Africa soon? Uh see, Makushi, Zambia. Chingalo School, private bag, sixteen. Mushi, Zam, Makushi, Zambia. If someone wants to send them a letter. Yeah, photos. Um, this. Some photos. You know my dad's going to Africa soon. Is he? Yeah. Look here, here. But they're not doing cross country with friggin' alligators. They're staying in a five star resort. <laughs> they're probably going to South Africa, I'd say. They so, are going. So to there's South the Africa. cross at the top of the hill of Chingalo. So it's that, proper is, like religious yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They have like. Um. There's um. This is five years ago. That's the oval. Would they have like a nightclub in Zambia? Yeah, they had night. Like, there's a school there. That's all. That's all being built. That's nice now. That, that looks like Swan Christian. I bet it's the same architect. I bet it's the same architect that designed that. Don't you think? I don't know. I wonder as well. Where would the nightclub be? They had nightclubs in town, but they weren't very nice. But you used to get. A lot of prostitution used to go on there. But in So that's, that was like the office. So you used to stay in... Look at this young guy. So look, you used to stay in... like a navy blazer and a tartan shirt. Nah, they're out of, they're out of uniform. Oh. Yeah. How many white kids do you think went to that school? Um, they had a pool, swimming pool. There's the dormitories. Did you have a swimming pool at your house? No. How nice would that be? So do you think that the girls liked it at the school because it was, like, really nice and it had a pool? Uh, It's more like a straight... No, it's pretty... No, it was was hard. You just had to eat the food that was given to you. Um, What type of food do you think they gave them? Oh, rice... Because um, they used to have their own farm there. See, I think they're farming there. It's funny because it's like, you look at even the prisons in Australia are so fancy. Like, I went to visit my friend in jail, and then I thought, this jail looks pretty flash. <laughs> like, you look at other countries, you're just like, we're so lucky. See, here. welcome to Chingelo. So, see, it's all developed a lot. See, there's the farm, the cows. Did James go to that school? No, he didn't. He went to Endola Trust School. So that's, see, the preaching. Alan used to preach there. Rock climbing Rock wall. climbing wall. Yeah, so you're woken up at like 5.30 in the morning. At school? Yeah. Why? 5.30. You have to get up because it's a boarding school. That's like And you have a shower whether it's hot or cold water. But why would it be cold? 
because it runs out. Oh my god, I don't think I would survive with a cold shower. Unless and it, and it really gets cold. and it gets really cold there. Yeah. Oh, so it's quite cold there. Oh, uh, 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 this this time of year, yeah, it gets cold and then it gets really hot. So on the coldest day of winter, what would the temperature be in there? It could be about. 13 degrees would be cold. That's not that cold, though. See, they're wearing jumpers. Yeah, but when you're used to the warmth all the time, um, it's it's very cold. How hot Oh, look how many students are there now. How My hot would goodness it be, like, on the hottest day, though? Oh, see, it used to be really hot. And the hot was hot and rainy season. Yeah, like cowboy. Yeah, so it would get really hot and like humid. Like thunder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, heaps of thunder and lightning. People used to get killed. What? From from lightning. What? Just like get strike. Yep. You'd be walking along. And bang. And get oh struck by lightning. Oh my god. Yeah. How many people do you think got killed by lightning? Oh, heaps. Wow. So it's like quite a lot of lightning then. Yep. And so, what type of food did they have at boarding school? Uh, beef, enchima, rice, always custard. <laughs> I love custard. Rachel, she can't eat custard. Um, now she's gone off custard. <laughs> um, she doesn't like. She doesn't like. Reckon she doesn't like lamb. Rachel, when you moved back to Australia? Uh, uh, she was... You think 16? She was about 14, I think. So she... Same was, age as Emma. I thought Rachel's my age. No, she's... 1987. No, no. She was 86, same as Emma. Her and Emma are like two weeks apart. So... Would Rachel live in Africa from when she's, what's 14 take 8? 14 take 8. She went there when she was about 7. <laughs> well, that's 6. 14 so take 8. Seven, 6 years old, she moved to Africa. She, she was actually Africa 7, yeah. Until yeah. she's 14 years old. Yeah. So she literally spent a lot of her childhood in Africa. Yeah. Holy crap. And then James would have been like... He was, I think when we came back, he was about 10, I'd say. So he was like from two years to 10 years No, ago. well, hang on. He was four when we went there. We were there for nearly eight, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. He would have been 11 or 12 when we came back. Wow. And so now we're just going to wrap up the podcast. Before we finish, is there anything else about Africa that you want to share that will be interesting? Um, just that, um, yeah, I think African people are the most loveliest people you can meet and they have a love for God, more, more respect, they respect um, people more, they respect their parents more. Um, yeah, they're just lovely, lovely people, and um, yeah, they just have a, a godliness about them. 
and um, I just think that they're um, very respectful people and they have a respect for um, you know, other people and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And they appreciate um, things as well. Yep, yep. And they put up with a lot of stuff that people here have got no idea about. Like, what people complain about here is not a complaint. Like, like the power goes off here for, like, one hour. They don't even have power. Like, oh we God. tapped in on our property. We tapped into a water pipe illegally. We shouldn't have done it, but we did it. So people, So people could come to the church property to get water because they had no water in their homes. So they would come and fill up containers and buckets from our church because people didn't have water in their homes. Now the water goes off here and it's like mega. It's like people complain. The power goes off. Can you drink that water though? That water? No, oh. no. Well, they used to drink it, but we, we used to boil. We, we boiled it because you can get very sick from it. Yeah, especially in the um, wet season, you can get cholera. If you look back at your life, is there anything that you would, like, change or are you happy that you went there and had a good yeah, time? Yeah, I think it was a, um experience of a lifetime. I think it was life, life, especially for the children. Mm. Now they have um, got, like, um, a different outlook on life, I think. I agree. They, they came they back have. weird, like not weird. Like Especially different. not, I don't know about James so much because he was younger, um, but definitely the girls, definitely Sarah and Rachel have come back with a different, they came back and they have lived the other side. The, but the thing is, in Australia, most of the kids here in Australia do not realise that is how most of the population of the world live. In Australia, it is a small population of the world that live like this. Yeah. When you think of all the African countries, North Africa, you think of the Indonesian countries and all that, they're all poor. They're all poor. A lot of them don't go to school and everything. It's the mon minority that live like we live. Oh my but God. the kids don't realise that. They think that the whole world lives like we do. They've got no idea that people live without... Like, we have people living to come up to us and say, we haven't eaten for three days, can you help us? And they literally would not have eaten anything for three days. We hear people miss I, a meal yeah. and say, oh, I'm starved to death. I need to. I do feel starved though if I have missed a meal. Like I feel like I I am gonna. Well, die. they don't eat for like three days, and then they will come and say to us, "Can you help us with some mealy meal?" And um, so, if someone in Perth is listening to the podcast and they think I want to go to Zambia, how would you like get there? Do you just fly to? You've got to fly to um, Johannesburg. First and stay overnight there, and then you would fly from Joburg to Lusaka. And so Lusaka, uh, well, Lusaka, 
yeah, has got an international airport, apparently a new one. And Andola has got a new international airport. So you can fly directly to Andola or directly to the capital city, Lusaka. How would you get from the Andola airport to the church of Alan and Anne? Oh, is it a potter's church? Yes, but it's not. It's its own sort of bootleg, but like rogue. It's like a rogue potter's house. No, it's when we left the potter's house, a lot of people left the potter's house in Zambia when they heard what happened and they went to, they've gone to different churches, but they've said we still keep in contact yeah. with a lot of them. And they want me and Alan to come back, back. there. Yeah. And they will hire a hall. Yeah. And all the people come will oh come back. Oh, my God. If that happens, I'm going. They, they said that they they want us to come back and they want to hire a, a hall. Yeah. And everyone who was involved with us, have a reunion. they all want to come and have a reunion and have, have a time there. So how would you get from, like, that house you had... In what in the town? What's the town called? In Dola. In Dola. How would you get from the airport to where you actually lived? Just by the car. How far would it be to drive? Oh, not far. About five minutes. About ten minutes. Can ten you hire a car at the airport? Do you think? Mm, you just take a taxi. Is there taxis? Well. Kind of like taxis. Is it like a taxi in like Thailand? Not like taxi. No. Oh, it's not like a Uber, like a no, deluxe Uber no, X no. or whatever. When you've got the fuel tank, you, the wiper is a guy when we were there with the guy with his hand on a, with the wiper and the fuel tank was between the front legs of your, of your thing going through the air, going through the air um, thing straight into the carburetor. Right. <laughs> that was the fuel, and so, but now I think it's a lot more. That's when we were there. I really want to go. I like your shoes. Yeah, Camilla. Could you hire a push bike and ride around? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hire. Yeah. You can hire a driver. Well, I really want to go. I do you know what I would like to take Matthew there. Oh yeah. That's yeah. just me and him. If you go, I can give you contacts. Like, well, I think Alan should take me, like a chaperone. <laughs> Well, that's been interesting to chat and thank you for sharing what life was like for a 30-something-year-old mother of three from Perth, eastern suburbs to relocate Actually, to Friggin. I turned 30. <laughs> I turned 30 when I was in Zambia. And then for the show notes, maybe I'll post like a picture of like that iconic photo of the O'Donoghue's with the three kids when you left the airport. <laughs> and Anne with her permed mullet. Yeah. <laughs> and then also for any hairdressers listening today on Anne's hair, we did, Anne's got like strawberry blonde hair, so I've done... A full head of foils, and we did blondor and 6%, and a 10 level foil, like a low light. And Anne's got like natural, beautiful, curly hair, so we just do like a sort of layered bob. But yeah, thank you for listening, and thank you, Anne, for being on the podcast. You're welcome.